Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast, episode number three. Today we'll be joined by my friend Tammy Imlay. She's somebody who's experienced extreme loss and then also extreme triumph. If you or anyone you know has ever experienced some loss, you need to tune in. Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams, to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Welcome to the show, Tammy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Can you tell us where in the world you are right now? Um, you- right now, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And so, so, yeah, just Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you're the only person I know from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And okay. six months ago, we didn't know each other at all. No. So Tammy and I connected um, from a group coaching program that we are both involved in called Made to Do This. It was awesome. It was about 500 plus people in the group. And then we, as God or luck would have it, (laughs) were placed in the same accountability pod. So that was like five of us. And we met every week to make sure we were doing our homework and making progress on everything. So that's how we met. And I'm so glad we did. Me too. I have to say that the, it definitely was such a grace of God to be put in that group. Um, because we've just all different backgrounds and different like focuses, but it works so well. I'm so thankful for you guys. Yeah, me too. Well, the first question I want to ask is kind of random, but I like to do it just as a way to get some conversation going. Okay. And that is, think back to high school, Tammy, maybe graduating (laughs) when, I don't know at your high school, but did they do like most likely to succeed, most likely to be rich and famous? Okay. All those. Yes. Okay. Were you voted anything most likely to? I was not. I was not. I was one of those people who like, I liked everyone. I had lots of friends. Um, but I didn't really stand out. I was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. So I was not voted in those. A lot of my friends were, but. <laughs> well, if you had to make one up for yourself now, reflecting on what you were like then, what would fit the most for you, do you think? Um, actually, a friend of mine from high school and I were talking about this, just in general, what we um, like what we were known for. She's like, yeah, you were most likely to, she's like, you held your tongue a lot. And I was like, that's true. I did. Like I, I pretty, I have a good filter, I would say. So yeah, most likely to hold her tongue. Oh, that's good. It's a good quality to have. It's helped me (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, you have an amazing story that I want to get to that um, everybody wants to hear. But if you don't mind, can we go back in time to your childhood? Kind of maybe you can describe where you were raised, how you were raised. And I think that leads into the rest of the story. Okay. 
Um, so I had a really unique upbringing. Um, I am what you call an Air Force brat. And I know that people hear the word brat. Um, I didn't know, did you know that it's actually an acronym? That it's born, raised, and trapped is actually what it stands for. Really? It, yeah. So born, raised, and trapped. Um, and I had the privilege, so my dad was in the Air Force, and I got to live all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lived in Japan. Um, I went to elementary school in Japan. I went to middle school in Italy, and then I went to high school in England. Wow. And so, yeah, I got to do all kinds of traveling and learn all different types of cultures and eat different food. And um, yeah, that really played into who I am today. Yeah. So were your parents strict, military, you know, how you would think of military people? At times, um, Mm -hmm. I was really a good kid. So, Uh and I was, I'm, I was a pleaser. And so, and I, I'm pretty responsible. So um, there were times that they were really strict, but overall, um, my mom really wanted us to have experiences and things. So she let us kind of make our own mistakes and um, try things our way. And then was just there to help us, you know, sometimes push us down a little further, but most of the time help us um, back up mm-hmm. when we fell. Um, but really let us explore our surroundings and, um, you know, what, what we enjoyed. And so, no, they weren't super strict, but they definitely, there's definitely rules that you didn't break. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth between now and then, you know, okay. to get to your story. So sure. tell everybody a little bit about what you're, who you are now, what, what okay. you're doing, like professionally, do you have a family and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, yes. So I am a restoration and confidence coach. Um, Ooh, nice. I, um, Pardon me? I said, ooh, neat. Yes, Uh, I love it. So I have a background in marriage family therapy. And Mm -hmm. about a year ago, I just, I felt led to give up the therapy process and that that path. And I had a mentor who um, had gone from therapy into coaching and she was talking about it. And I just, everything that I, all the issues I had with therapy, which I am 100% for therapy and I'm, you know, mental health is so important, right? But I, I like to be forward focused. I like solutions. I like, you know, we can talk about the past, but I don't believe that you, that I don't believe things should define you. I think Mm -hmm. you get to define, um, define yourself and through the lens of what you've been through. So even if you've gone through hard things that, you can take the road of, okay, you know, I've, I've been through this. It was terrible. It sucked. It was, I never want to do it again, mm-hmm. but I learned from it and it got me to where I want to be. It got me to who I am today. Um, I believe that the choices that you make lead you to where you are. And mm-hmm. so really, I love the focus of coaching of let's look at who you are today. And then let's, let's look at who you want to be and um, let's figure out a way to get there. And so that's what I really focus on with the restoration and confidence coaching. And I've been coaching for um, just about a year, which is exciting. Um, And I've had so much fun. And um, yeah, and I've been doing that. And just recently, and I don't know if this is the right time to mention or not, but um, I've actually just released a podcast of my own um, called Her Restored Spirit. And 
it's just two episodes in right now, but I know it's the right direction um, for my people, for people to find me and just to, to share my heart and let people know that it's okay to go through hard things. Um, but you have support and you have options. There's hope in every story. There's opportunity in every story. And truthfully, I don't believe your stories are just for you. I think the, that there's so much more, like you can help someone else through it. And so that's, that is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's beautiful. But I also know you do a little something with the Enneagram, don't you? Yes. So One of my I, favorite things. Yes. I am an Enneagram coach and I love it. I found the Enneagram a couple years ago. And as I was looking into coaching, um, I, I'm an Enneagram one. And so I needed to make sure that I was doing this coaching thing right. I mean, with therapy, you have a license, you have certificates, you have, you know, approvals. Um, you have the government saying that you're ready to do this. And with coaching, it's like, oh, okay, you just say you're a coach and you do it, which there's a lot more to that. And I truly believe in education and certifications and, um, and knowing what you're doing. Uh, but as I was studying the Enneagram, it really hit me. I was like, I want to know more. And as I was talking to my friends and different things and wanting to know more about them and their numbers and how they see themselves um, I decided to become an Enneagram coach. And so that's kind of, that helps me find the framework and um, launch my coaching business. Right. And if anyone doesn't know, an Enneagram one is called the perfectionist, yes, right? The moral reformer perfectionist. Yes. yes. Uh, I, I'm either a one with a nine wing or a nine with a one wing. And right. nine is the peacemaker, you know? doesn't like conflict, that kind of stuff. I have a strong nine wing as well. Strong. Yeah. So, I mean, that could probably be a whole nother show us going into the Enneagram numbers and all that. And it'd be great for another episode. Absolutely. But I want to get back to your story, kind of pick up where we left off and that's going to lead to what you're doing now. Sure. So high school came and went, and then what'd you do? So I went to Baylor University. And I um, went there and so coming from a school in England, um, I didn't know many people. Um, there was another, there's two other women from my high school that were going to go to Baylor, but we were different um, in different schools. We had different orientations. So I was there by myself and I quickly realized like, I don't fit in this crowd. Like I am lost. And so I saw I saw men in uniform, so I went over and talked to them, and next thing I know, I'm signed up for ROTC, and I joined the um, ROTC with the track of becoming an Air Force officer. And so, yeah, my parents were shocked because all through high school, they're like, you should try it. They give scholarships. You should do this. And I was like, no, no. Um, and then day one, like I didn't make it even an hour before I talked to them and signed up. <laughs> But so yeah, I went through ROTC and um, eventually got a scholarship and um, became an Air Force officer. What would you say you got the most out of being in the military? How'd you, what'd you learn? Oh man, that, what a hard, what a good, but it's a hard question so much. Um, I learned that there's some really great people to work with. Um, the military men and women that I worked with 
are genuinely the most hardworking and caring people that I have ever met in my life. Um, I immediately, immediately clicked with military just growing up in that environment. Um, so it was easy to go into. Um, I learned that um, if you're good to people, they're good to you. And um, we helped each other. Um, I learned that I have, that I'm pretty strong willed, like, and I can be more strong willed when necessary. And I, um, so much like, wow, that's a, it's a good question. Just trying to narrow down what I learned. I was in communications, so I learned how to problem solve. And, um, even though I've been out for like 11 years now, um, and the tech world has completely left me, I'm no longer in that world. Um, but I learned a lot about all the backbone of networking and things too, and radios and satellites. And it was just an amazing opportunity. Neat. And so did you meet anyone in particular while you were in the military? So I actually met a lot of people in the military, but I think you're insinuating my husband. Yes. But actually he goes back to high school. So oh. I met him uh, in Lake Neath, England when, um, when we were in high school together, our dads were in the same squadron. And so I met him there. And, um, but yes, he ended up in the military as well. Um, that's a funny story because his intention was not to go in the military. He was actually coming to visit me um, what, during our, I guess it would be my, my junior year. Yes, my junior year. And he, well, I was in class and he was in the detachment, which is like the RTC building. And while I was gone, the recruiter got a hold of him too. And by in the hour and a half class that I was that I was gone, he signed the paperwork and moved to Auburn. At that time, I had transferred from Baylor to Auburn, and he did his paperwork and transferred to Auburn. Um, and then he actually was in the military as well, and he became a fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he flew the um, F fifteen. E strike eagle mm -hmm. and um yeah was, we we're living the dream <laughs> yeah do you want to go on and tell the sure. next section of the story yes so um my husband and i like i said we knew each other since we were 14 years old so we had grown up together and we um yeah we had we had two we have two kids um at this time they were two and four and um we were in idaho and um, my husband was um was preparing for his first deployment um in the strike eagle um we knew we knew what to expect i had deployed before um and but this was the first time that we that he deployed i was out of the military at the time um that we had kids and so we knew it was different it's also um, the way that it works in a, in a, in, when you're a pilot is every time you step foot in a jet, like it is serious, whether you're home, whether you're doing exercises, whether you're just doing a training mission, um, or just, you know, getting a recall for something. Um, but yeah, so we, so he's preparing for his first operational deployment and, um, he was going to, um, a country called the UAE and, um, which, I had been there, um, so I was telling a little bit about the base and everything and what to expect and about the food and, and everything. And um, 
So the night, it's, it's a really cool thing when our servicemen get to go, when they take off in the jets and go overseas, um, because all of the spouses, um, we get babysitters. We have friends who come and watch the kids because it happens at like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we get to go and stand at the end of the runway. So it's pitch black and you see, you just mostly hear, you just kind of see the big jets like passing you and then you see them take off one by one with full afterburner and it's just such a a feel of like pride in that moment um watching all of our husbands um and a few wives too Mm -hmm. uh, go off to defend our country and um the one thing that i it felt a little different but i you know again i didn't understand why at the time but um one thing I didn't realize was this is going to be the last time that I see my husband alive. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. So how does one recoup from that? Recouping. Well, I will, I will tell you that from day one, the moment I got the knock on the door, um, I knew I wasn't alone. I had friends, I had family, um, and most of all, I had God. Um, I knew in the moment um, that it was that it was a, it was going to be hard. Yeah. Um, but I also had loving people around me, and truthfully, um, that is how you recoup. You allow people to carry you until you can carry yourself. Mm-hmm. So that plays into a lot of what you're doing now, right? Because absolutely it does. The restored um, spirit. Yeah. I I always believed, even from again, like it's just it's crazy. I knew, I mean, I lost my best friend. Like I he we grew up together. Um our relationship wasn't perfect, but our it was so good. Um and we had a two and four year old And so it's getting to the point where we were actually getting to go on dates again. You know, we we could leave the kids with the sitter and, um, you know, we took snowboarding lessons together and different things. Um, And so it was, it was really good, but I also have a really strong faith. And, um, and from day one, I knew that it was not, that that was not going to ruin me. Mm-hmm. that I knew that there was a purpose in this, that nothing is wasted. Um, I, like I mentioned that I don't believe your story is really just for you. Um, I, I believe that one of the reasons that I, I'm going through this is because God knew that I wouldn't use it just for me and I wouldn't let it hold me down. Um, I, it held me down for a little while, but even then I could, I had friends who helped me grow and see, um, see good. And, um, and I knew for my kids too, that they were, they were so young and, um, I didn't want them to grow up with a sad life. I wanted them to be happy and I wanted them to see, um, how amazing their dad was and how amazing we were together. And so I, I made the choice early on to choose joy. Um, I actually have a tattooed on my wrist um, that I got um, on my husband's and my 10th wedding anniversary um, a few years after he died. Um, but yeah, I, it's from the very beginning, I knew that it, this was more than me. And, and so 
I used that and I, I turned to, to my faith and I turned to my friends and, um, and I also my stubbornness and my uh, growing up and the, the lifestyle I had, I dealt with loss a lot. Um, I dealt with change a lot, um, learning new languages, learning new atmospheres and, um, not to take it lightly that, you know, losing a spouse is just like moving, but there's, there's a lot of similarities in starting over and starting, um, and feeling like you're behind when you're starting over, you know, and it's, that's kind of the mindset that I took with it. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone can see why you're, why you're a beacon of bravery because you truly are. <clears throat> this podcast a lot is about fear and how fear can hold people back. Mm -hmm. What, I'm, I'm sure you've faced a lot of fears during all of this and I know faith has got you through. Absolutely. What form does fear usually take in your life? How does it portray itself on the outside? So for me, um, one of the fears, it, well, a little bit goes to the, the Enneagram, the perfectionist and wanting to get it right, not just for myself, but feeling like there is a color, a higher purpose and a calling. And, um, excuse me. And, um, and I felt that I owed it to myself to get it right, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of allowed that to hold me back. Um, the fear of messing up, the fear of, of not knowing something like, and cause I've always had, people have always come to me for, um, advice or for guidance or for just inspiration, uh, motivation. Um, I have given my, you know, my family and my husband and so many pep talks just to, you know, like you can do this. Yeah. Um, even in the military, I felt like that as a flight commander, that's what I did a lot is take these, you know, people who are working so hard and just encourage them that they're doing right. Um, but with all of that, being visible is really challenging. And I have realized over the last couple of years, I've allowed myself to like hide in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And the fear of like, I can, I can work one-on-one -on -one with people, but you know, I, even you can tell by my social media and everything, I don't post a lot and I don't market a lot. And I, it's one area that I know that if I want to grow and if I want people want to be able to continue to help people, that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. But that fear of being seen and then being expected to like, what if, what if I'm not what they expect? Yeah. So truthfully, that that's one of my biggest fears. And one of them that this year God has really called and said, guess what? <laughs> not now. Um, hence the um the podcast and stepping out and and yeah, now I'm even though I still don't really like being invisible, I understand the importance of it. Yeah. And that's part of my calling as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's one of the things our mentor in this program reinforced to us a lot was be a C student. Yes. I know yeah. you're an A student. I am an, an a, a student. student. You are an A student. It's hard to be a C student. Mm -hmm. What that means is just get it out there. It's get never messy. 
yeah, it's never going to be perfect enough, Mm-mm. quote unquote. So I think that has helped a lot. Do you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm giving myself permission to almost not even permission, but forcing myself just to do it before and let go of some of the expectations I have on myself. Um, because if I waited for my podcast to be perfect, I mean, I tried for months to perfect the first one and I ended up throwing all the stuff that I recorded out because I tried so hard that it was terrible. And so then I re-recorded and it's messy and it's raw and, but it's me. And I, that's what I'm reminded that that's what people respond to. They don't want us to be perfect because then they don't feel like they can listen to us, you know, yeah. or, or if we were know-it-alls and yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I, but I know I'm not perfect. So why am I trying to put on this appearance when yeah. I can't live up to that? <laughs> I, I struggle with that all the time too. Um, we're going to kind of switch gears here to some just fun questions, I hope, okay. and, and questions that I'm interested in getting okay. your opinion on. And the first one is, well, it's about books. I love to read. And so I'm always looking for book recommendations. Is okay. there a book that stands out to you that you would recommend to the audience? So I just finished Atomic Habits. Mm. So one thing about me is I, I think, again, this goes with the getting it right. I love learning. And so um, I have to actually make myself read like books for fun yeah. um, because even this book, I loved it and I, I learned so much from it, but it's still, it's not really a fun book to read um, all about habits and how to change your life. Um, but I love it. It was very enlightening and eye-opening and um it just gives you a practical way to really look at how your your little habits affect your whole life yeah that's by james clear isn't it yes very okay. good I, I thought so yeah i've heard that as a great book and i don't think i've read that yet and need to for sure it's one you'll have to take some time with because it's yeah. a lot, and if you're going to absorb yes. it, you read it in like chapter at a time, just so mm. you can really like grasp. Because it's it's an easy read, but it's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Well, I also love a good quote, and I like to gather them as oh, much as I can. I know it's hard to think of maybe off the top of your head, but is there a quote that you go back to or that mm. you like that you can think of? Well, one thing that really like in my head right now that it just keeps reoccurring is um let go of the outcome and that's from tracy goodwin um and then also um you've been through hard things before so you can do hard things now like that's one that i tell myself often and i that's i don't i didn't make that up but i don't know who it's just one of those things that you think um but I, I just know and remind myself that this hard thing in this moment, like tomorrow, it won't seem that hard. It's just because it's surrounding me. And yeah. so I just remind myself and my clients, like you've been through harder things. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I just remind myself in the morning. It's like, okay, it's just another hard thing. Let's do it. Yeah. And we've survived so far a hundred percent of the hard things we've gone through, right? Absolutely. Which is the part that you're like, oh, that's right. I have. Okay. This is nothing compared to that. Right. Okay. So you have a podcast. I have a podcast. Obviously we like podcasts. We do. 
Yes. Is there one that you would give a shout out to that you recommend that you've listened to that you get a lot out of? Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm a podcast junkie. I love <laughs> so too. many of them. Um, I, oh, let me see. Okay. So the ones that I listen to often are, well, Mompreneur by Stephanie Gass. Like I love hers. Um, also Kathy Heller's don't quit your day job. Um, I really like Mike Rose, um, the way I heard it. Mm -hmm. He's got such a, a good storytelling voice. So I really enjoy that one. Um, and then let's see for fun. Um, do you have any of those Tammy for fun? <gasps> right. I, I do. I do. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, yeah, I, I guess those are the ones that I really listen to a lot. I'm yeah. so yeah, cause I, I find them fun. <laughs> and now one called beacons of bravery, right? That I listen to that. I'll listen to all the time and her restored spirit. And her restored spirit. Yes. I did subscribe to my own podcast. I subscribed too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how about let's go on to social media. I know you said you're not a big user, but right. is there anybody you follow on Instagram or Facebook even that is inspiring or that you just enjoy their content? Um, yes. I think, um, oh my goodness. I, I listen to Annie F. Downs. I like her. It just she's fun, um, and I listen to her podcast as well. That one's one of my fun ones. Yeah. Um, I listen her as well as um, Priscilla Schreier. I love listening to her, all of her stuff. Um, on then, Instagram. Um, pardon me. On Instagram. On Instagram, on Facebook. Um, yeah, wherever I I bounce back and forth. Yeah. Between those. Um, also let's see, um, Seth Godin, I've just started following him and he's, he's been really uh, motivational. He's one I need to follow. I can't believe I haven't yet, but yeah, he's, he's deep. Yeah, he is <laughs> deep. Good. Yes. Yeah. So those are good recommendations. Thank you. Now let's go to movies. Do you watch many movies? Um, I used to watch them a lot more. Now it's, um, well, I'm, a single mom with two kids. So I, my kids are, um, 10 and 12 and we homeschool and I have a business and now a podcast. So <laughs> movies are not high on my priority list right now, but I do love movies. Do you have a favorite over the years? It doesn't have to be recent that, you know, you come back to over and over. Well, one of my most favorite ones is wild hearts can't be broken. Hmm. Um, it is older and I, um, it's just why it's just a sweet story. Um, I love that one. Um, but I, you know, Marvel movies and star Wars, like anytime those are, it's the appropriate time. Anytime. Yeah. Those are great. Not that you have time for any additional things such as <laughs> hobbies, but is there some hobby that you like to do that, uh, you would want to share? Um, sure. Um, I actually like the paper craft. I haven't made time for that recently, like scrapbooking, card making and things. Um, I really enjoy doing that. And I'm hoping that's one of the things this year that I'd like to get back to is making the time. Um, because yeah, you, there's not enough time to do everything, but you have to make time for what's important. Um, I really also, I love it golfing. And so the oh, kids I and I, we go to the driving range when we can 
rarely do we ever get to go and do like nine holes, especially with the way things are right now, but it's a nice way to go and just let off steam and, you know, hit some balls. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoy golfing. Um, and I really like hanging out with my friends <laughs> and really good food. I really like eating. And you have a new outdoor pizza oven. I do. I, do. I have an out, a wood-burning outdoor pizza oven that I absolutely love. It's about two weeks old, three weeks old now. And I think we've used it six times already. So I'm very excited. I love it. I'm learning how to use it. That's what I'd be eating for supper every night, I think. Yeah. It's, just, it's a lot of work for your five-minute pizza, but sure. it's worth it. But yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely love it. So kind of winding down here a little bit, but I would love for the audience to know how they can connect with you, find your, uh, well, say the name of your podcast again, if you have a coaching program or if they would like to reach out to you for that. Absolutely. That's all the, the things. So my name is Tammy Marie Coaching on, um, so my website is TammyMarieCoaching.com and that's Tammy, T-A-M-I. Um, Tammy Marie coaching on Facebook and Tammy Marie coaching on Instagram. Um, that's one area that I, like you can see right now, there's not too much on there, but I have uh, made a commitment to myself that, um, that's, I need to, again, be a little more visible and, um, I do coach. I, uh, I, I love coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I'm hoping to do a group coaching, um, later this spring, possibly start a, um, have a group coaching, coaching program. Um, but for right now, I just love the one-on-one -on -one so much that I don't want to change that. Um, but yeah, anyone can reach out to me. I, I mainly work with women. Um, I have worked with a couple of men, but um, our, and our focus has been everything from, um, you know, after they're ready to come out of the fog of grief and really step into their identity and um, what their purpose, their calling, and, their, and get their dreams back to we work on habits and goals and businesses and um, friendships and different, you know, whatever aspects um, that encompasses a woman. Mm -hmm. And are you doing all your coaching via Zoom right now? I am, yes. So, um, so I do Zoom, um, either video or audio. It's just like the normal stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I did have um, so a few in-person clients. Um, but now because of everything that's going on, it's not really easy to do. So yeah. they're all on Zoom. So you can find me anywhere. Yeah. And you can, you could coach anyone from around the country or even world probably. Absolutely. I, could, I actually have an international client that I've been working with. So I, anywhere, if you um, give me a call and again, like I know a lot of coaches. So if, even if I'm not the right fit, um, I have people I can connect you with to get you the right coach. Right. And so to help you, cause I just, I really, I have a coach myself and I just what, what you can do with a coach is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I just would, I love being able to do that for other people and walk with them on their journey. And an example of that is I had wanted to start a podcast for three years now. And, you know, I was researching it on my own, going to do it on my own. And it wasn't until I paid for coaching that I'm actually doing it. So right. I can't recommend coaching enough. Yes, I agree. Definitely 
makes your timeline a lot smaller and gives you the courage to do it. Yeah. And again, the name of your podcast is Her Restored Spirit. And you can find it on iTunes. Um, it's still populating on Google. I got the notification. They approved it. It's just a matter of whenever it shows up. Mm -hmm. It's also on Spotify and Alexa. And it will be on Pandora eventually as well. Everywhere. All the channels. Yes, her Restored Spirit. So right before we sign off here, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to, if there's anything any parting words of advice or anything that's on your heart that you think the audience could benefit from hearing? I don't want to put you on the spot, but if there's anything you can think of, go ahead and share it now. Absolutely. Um, I just want everyone to know like, th there's so much potential and joy and hope and love and opportunity in their life and in their story that just because you go through something that kind of knocks you down, like sucker punches you, pushes you over, um, doesn't mean it's the end. Every day, you're, you're, the ending of your story is being rewritten, and you get to take that and rewrite it. It's not something that is rewritten for you. Um, you, can, you can live passively with your life, or you can really take, take your life back and just and write the story how you want it to be. You're, you can be the center. The things you go through are just chapters, but you're the center of your story. Thank you so much. That is, that's a blessing for everyone to hear. I know it. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on this podcast. It's been great. And I thank you so much for, for sharing your story. I know it can be hard, but somebody needed to hear it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Tammy. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.